What's up, fight fans? It's Rodney James with MMA Latest News. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MMA Latest News and on Twitter. It's at MMA Latest NWS. That's MMA Latest News, bringing you the latest from the UFC, Bellator, 1FC, and all major MMA worldwide. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors like Rev Gear, where you can find the ultimate selection of MMA gear, including MMA shorts and gloves. They also have a ton of other great products. If you're going to spend money on MMA gear, buy the best. Go to RevGear.com. Also, check out PhysiquesTraining.com. That's Physiques-Training.com. Since 2006, they've been providing the ultimate service in training and nutrition. That's over 10 years. Physiques-Training.com. Today, I have the pleasure to bring you one of the consummate professionals of the UFC, inside and outside of the octagon, a Green Beret army sniper, and he still serves in the Texas National Guard, still ranked number five in the UFC's middleweight division. He is none other than Tim Kennedy. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I am well. I am very, very well. Good, very good. That's good to hear. Uh, Okay, Tim, we haven't seen you compete in the UFC since September 2014 after a controversial loss uh, to Yoel Romero. Folks, if you didn't see that fight, of course, I can't imagine anyone listening right now didn't see it. But if you missed it, uh, Tim Kennedy had Romero badly hurt at the end of the second round. The fight probably should have been stopped then, um, but it wasn't. And what happened next was unbelievable and unacceptable. Romero failed to rise from the stool. Now, you, you can get into all of the reasons why. They said the corner was stalling. You know, the cut man put too much Vaseline on his face, this and that. But the bottom line is that he didn't get up from the stool. Referee John McCarthy was standing there repeatedly telling him to get up. Kennedy, you're right there doing the same thing. And and Big John practically helps him back up to his feet, which is ludicrous. He should have stopped the fight the moment that Romero didn't answer the bell. I want you to talk us through that moment. Um, You've been very vocal um, as of late about Yoel Romero and, and his cheating, and he's obviously just come under fire for... Um, a potential, uh, you know, failed drug test, which we come to find out is, you know, is not accurate. Whatever the case may be, um, talk to us about your thoughts. Am, am I allowed to cuss? Well, I'm certainly not going to try to stop you. Yes, absolutely. Say whatever's on your mind. All right. So that is such horseshit. So before our fight, when I fought you all, Romero, um, John McCarthy and I were at Big John. We're in the back, and I was like, "Listen, bro." He does it every single time. I'm going to hurt him, and I know I'm going to hurt him. It's going to be the, somewhere in the mid-second round on. I'm going to hurt him, and he's going to cheat. He's going to kick me in the balls. He's going to poke me in the eye. He's going to grab the fence. He's going to do something. He does it every time, and you mark my words, John. He's going to do it. And John's like, listen, Tim, I've been a pro. I've been doing this as long as you've been alive, you know? Like, I was at UFC 1. I'm like, listen, I'm, I know that, John. I'm, not, I'm, I'm telling you, you haven't watched every one of his fights. I have. And lo and behold, we fight, and, you know, he cheats every which way possible. And then um, he does it to Derek Brock. You can go every single one of his UFC fights, and it's nothing but a controversial win after controversial win. He's a cheater, um, and he's good at it. So screw that guy. He's, uh, he's a piece of shit. It's, it's a real shame because I think it's robbed a lot of us fans. Well, not to be selfish. I mean, first and foremost, it's robbed you, I think, in a lot of ways of your livelihood. I feel like it killed your buzz, you know, um, because to me, and, and maybe I'm wrong. This is why I want you to comment on it. 
uh, it seems like the UFC just didn't really support you. I mean, if if they had, um, or the athletic commission or both would have done something to, you know, rectify the situation, they should have overturned that win. I mean, that was clearly a no contest. Who knows? That remains to be seen. But I mean, what kind of support did you get from the UFC, if any? Uh, so the UFC, uh, not that they told me to not bring it up, uh, but you know they, they they said it's not good for the sport. It's a black guy in the sport. It was a mistake on both the refing, the cut man, the guy that spilled the bag of bag of ice and put too much Vaseline on and then put too much water on your welt. He's actually a UFC employee. Mm. Yeah, think about think about that for a second. The the guy that postponed the starting um, that made Yoel uh, help him cheat. Uh, that's a UFC employee. So you know the, the UFC was like, eh, maybe you should maybe do something too much about this. And I was like, whatever, you know, uh, just you know, let me fight Fedor then. But that didn't happen. Well, and as I mentioned before, uh, that whole situation kind of killed your buzz it seems like you've always been very outspoken about people cheating whether it's you know the tactics they use in the ring whether it's the use of performance enhancing drugs and now if you look at the middleweight title picture two of the men that stand before you are both publicly known for cheating especially Vitor Belfort I mean how frustrating is that for you it's like super shitty um so yeah, if Peter Belfort's going to get in there or Yoel Romero, that's that's so disappointing. One, they're both cheaters on multiple levels. And, you know, Vidor has been compensated for being a cheater. He's been covered by the UFC to cheat, um, you know, hiding test results when he was fighting John Jones, um, intentionally leaving him and fighting him only in Brazil so that he wouldn't have to take the extra – um, screening from different athletic commissions. It's just like pretty disappointing. Um, and I don't know who, who that, that leaves me with like sloppy seconds, I guess, you know, or Machida. Well, listen, you're never one to shy away from speaking candidly. So just tell us who do, who do you want? What's it going to take to get you back in the octagon? I would love Peter Belfort. That would be my number one. Number okay. two would be Anderson Silva. And number three would be Fedor. Okay, speaking of your number one choice, uh, Vitor Belfort, who you've called out many, many times, you know, um, the UFC could have enticed you back in had they given you that matchup, but instead they were talking about matching him up with Anderson Silva. That never even happened. He now has a fight with Jacare, and of course Silva has a fight with with Bisping. Um, In my opinion, neither of which is as compelling as a matchup with you, but Here's the thing about the Vitor Belfort Jacare match. That one has title implications, which is a little ridiculous when you think about it. Because I think this would be, if if Vitor fights for the title again, that would be the fourth title fight in as many years, and he's already lost you know three title fights in a row. And he's allowed to fight as many title fights as he is failed uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> so. I- <laughs> You can fight two more times and still be within the ratio of failed drug tests. Too much, fights. man. Speaking of title fights, you've got uh, you've got Chris Weidman who's going to rematch Rockhold. Vitor Belfort and and um, Jacare Souza are both tied up because they have a fight. Uh, Romero still might possibly have a suspension on the horizon. We don't know for sure. So, looking at the rankings, that that almost kind of puts you one 
you know, injury or unfortunate incident away from the title shot. A lot of people shy away from, you know, a, a lot of guys just aren't willing to jump in on short notice and take the title fight. But what if the UFC called you right now and they said, hey, uh, we needed you to hop on a plane and you're going to fight Luke Rockhold uh, for the title in two weeks? Yeah, I, I, I love the guy. Um, I'd I fight him tomorrow. You know, the first time that we fought, I and mean, he's gotten better since we fought, so I'm not going to say that, you know, the fight's going to play out the same. That was one of the worst performances I've ever had. And I took him five rounds, and I beat him two rounds, and he won three, I think, or four and one. It was close. Um, and I did everything wrong in that fight. Um, I didn't – I was not confident in what I could do and where I, where I could beat him up. And uh, – but – I think Luke could stay on that, keep that belt around his waist for a while. All right. Well, it's well known that you are a highly decorated military veteran. You still continue to serve um, in the in the Texas National Guard in the Special Forces. Um, let's talk about a different type of um, a different type of a threat, as opposed to one where you're talking about you know just getting beat up. We're talking about where the stakes are life and death. Uh, it's so weird. I follow you on Twitter, and I actually saw where some guys from ISIS, and I don't know if it was real or not, but I know they are known for that, for utilizing social media. Um, and then all of a sudden, a, a couple of weeks later, this big story broke about the FBI is investigating these these threats against you. And then I saw you uh, on the news here in, in Texas. It was a news uh, broadcast out of Austin, I believe. Uh, tell me a, a little more about that. Yeah, so, you know, here's the thing, about, especially about those guys. Yeah, it looks really cool that Tim Kennedy is talking to, like, a known ISIS recruiter on Twitter, and the guy's saying he's going to cut my head off, and I'm saying, come, come and try. You've been trying for 12 years. Um, that looks really cool. But it's like me picking on a four-year-old that has mental retardation. Um, it's, when, when you really take a step back, they're not tough. They're not amazing. They're not skilled. They're not anything besides little pieces of shit. Um, and they're good when they're fighting women and kids that are unarmed in a movie theater or when they're attacking people at a holiday party. Um, if they're going to come and try to fight a guy like me with a gun, without a gun, they know they're going to die. And they're, they're not going to bring five. They're not going to bring ten. They're going to bring – the last time that they tried to ambush me and my friends, there was 12 of us, and there was 300 of them, and we still killed almost all of them. So, yeah, they kind of get it. They'll look big and tough on Twitter because that's what they can do. And they're going to look big and tough when they pick on unarmed journalists and people drawing cartoons of Muhammad. But they're a bunch of cowards and they're a bunch of pussies. And they'll never come and fight a guy like that. They won't. So they'll play big and tough on Twitter. But uh, they're, they're a bunch of cowards. Well, that's, that's very interesting stuff, man. Very, uh, it's crazy, man. Well, listen, man, I know that uh, you got to run. It's been good talking to you. Thanks again. And uh, I wish you the best of luck and everything. And I hope to see you soon. Dude, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Take care. Talk to you later. All right, there you have it, folks. That's Tim Kennedy. Follow him on Twitter, at Tim Kennedy MMA. Also, give me a follow, at Rodney James 138 on Twitter and Instagram, as well as YouTube. This is Rodney James signing off for MMA Latest News. Make sure you give us a follow, MMA Latest NWS on Twitter, and at MMA Latest News on Instagram. Thank you.